The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, guys. It is another draft. I can't get enough. Uh, no, really, i am been eyeing this uh, Drafters Best Ball Championship. It's rapidly filling up. It's already four-fifths of the way full. Davis, when do you think this bad boy fills? One day, two days? Probably like tomorrow afternoon, I would guess. And they will – I mean, I would hope they would launch a better one Maybe 12 teams or maybe just more money. But like, because I know I was chatting to, I actually don't even know. I have no idea who runs the site, but I was chatting with their corporate account via DM when I was um, trying to hustle out a deposit bonus. <laughs> and um, they they told me that they were planning on doing it. And I was like, you, you know, you guys should go big. And obviously they're not trying to, um, you know, run themselves out of money here at the, at the beginning. But I, I think they will be encouraged by these results. Yeah, I'm guessing that was Zach. Zach is a, a good dude. You, uh, If you think you're precocious, uh, Davis, Zach running drafters is like 23 years old. The kid has his life together. Um, so yeah, shout out to Zach for getting this tournament shout going. Out. Shout out, Zach. And uh, yeah, so I, it would be fun if they could get uh, ramp it up again too. I mean, he has to be pretty excited about how quickly this is filled. It's always a risk when you're putting up guarantees. I mean, money. certainly, I, I think he had to have been sweating at filling at all. Otherwise, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you guys, uh, we are registered in the lobby. Uh, basically, it's just rolling drafts. Every 10 people that fill, they kick off another draft. It looks like we got space for eight more. If you guys want to come and draft with us, uh, the pleasure would be all ours. Uh, Davis knows the deal. We just hemorrhage value by talking about which picks we want. You can snake us. It's just a grand old time, Davis. Um, yeah, except the, the, the key is you, uh, you have to draft in such a counterintuitive way, like only maximizing your uniqueness factor that it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Uh, how many of these have you done? The big championship one? I think I've done five of them. Um, they're like not quite as easy to grind as the, the draft app was like, it's just, it's just a little bit like the, the clicking around is just not quite as clean. And, um, you know, I have my, I have my burgeoning online poker addiction that I have to take care of when I'm not working. So, but I, I like, I like the format. Um, I like the, the fact that there are extra roster spots relative to what there was with draft, because that means you can go three quarterbacks, three tight ends in every draft and not feel like you're leaving uh, you know, points on the table. And, and I actually, I don't hate the 10 team element either because, you know, you really are just, it's like sick. You can just build whatever stacks you want. 
Yeah, it it is really conducive to stacking. When you're when you have to wait, you know, if you're on the turn and you have to wait, you know, 23 some picks until you're up next. I mean, some of the stacking gets really difficult, but in these 10 teamers, it's very viable and you don't even have to reach that much. Yeah, you're you're not sweating it that hard, you know, and if there is a late round quarterback you like, whether that be Teddy Bridgewater, whether that be Dwayne Haskins, whether it be Gardner Minshew, you, you are a lock to get that guy because you can just take him in the 15th round or whatever. They, he He's there 100% of the time. And so that's that's one. And then you assume that there's one more expensive quarterback you like, and you just kind of you do that in the beginning of the draft base up. Okay, am I taking Amari? Am I taking DeAndre Hopkins? Um, am I taking Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas? Like they're, they're just very easy ways to build them out. And how are you thinking about, I mean, this is the epitome of a, a top heavy payout structure. Very, Literally only matters to get first. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Millie maker style here. Uh, what, you know, we're, everybody's on stacking. Um, are you thinking of any other kind of super fragile strategies to get really unique or just trying to get those stacks? So I have not implemented many of these yet what i did i just did one i'm wondering what you think of this i took nick chubb and kareem hunt and baker mayfield and austin hooper and like so what that's five roster spots dedicated to the browns but the the more interesting part there is taking both hunt and chubb which is uh i mean that's a super cost intensive strategy obviously that's two of your first six picks and i i kind of like that i i thought another thing that might make sense for this format is just taking four running backs right? So you're like, okay, I'm taking a running back with four of my first six picks, then I'm completely ignoring the position. And I'm like double stacking every quarterback I have. I'm taking four tight ends and just being like, look, if my four running backs stay healthy, then I'm, I'm going to get there. Like sort of like robust RB, but without taking, you know, Tony Pollard and Chase Edmonds and those guys as well. Yeah. I actually wouldn't mind trying that depending on what draft slot we get i guess the only thing i would say is i would maybe be a little more comfortable doing the three running backs and then maybe getting one more just because that fourth running back you'd be taking early is probably a pretty gross running back yeah exactly exactly yeah that is that that's i mean that's why the um that's why the the strategy feels gross because you're not you're not going to feel good about like marlon mack as your fourth guy or whatever yeah. I mean, I was saying to court, I think my ideal start for that, if you did do the, the hyper fragile three running backs, it's, it's getting one of those top three or four backs. You grab like Eckler in the second and then CEH in the third, I think would be the, my preferred way to do it. That's another thing because this is 10 teams and the depth is like a little bit better. I actually think you can take Lamar and Mahomes in this and like the second or third round and be like, you know, whatever, like this is not a, a super losing strategy. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I, if I'm reaching on those guys, I definitely want to make sure I do have a premium stack since that'll be more unique. So I think Andrews and Lamar Jackson is very viable and, and, and is getting Marquise Brown. And then I guess, so Kelsey and Hill have been going around the one, two turn. So you could theoretically get those two. And then what are the chances McCombs comes back to you in the late third? Um, In the late third, it probably won't happen, but he, it, it can happen. Like if you pick, um, like if you're, if you're with like the fourth pick of the third round or whatever, like you can kind of build around that as your, as your strategy. I think, I think that's, but again, you know, I haven't, it's not like I'm not, uh, I haven't done like 500 of these. Like I, like I would have done last summer. Yeah. Uh, looks like we got two more spots hop in here and draft with us so we can get this bad boy 
underway. Yeah, I wanted to get uh, get a few more of these in the holster because they are uh, they're super fun to draft. And yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to obviously depending on our draft spot of messing around with a more fragile strategy that three running back start or doing a true zero RB. Have you done a true zero RB yet? No, I don't do so. So I actually in these I will take um, Derrick Henry. I will take uh, Joe Mixon, like Aaron Jones, like those guys, because uh, in in a ten team, you are. I don't actually think you're losing that much at wide receiver because you can still get, you know, two of DJ Moore, DJ Shark, um, Terry McLaurin, Juju Smith-Schuster, like those guys. Like you're still getting AJ Brown, like two guys you really, really like. Okay, well we uh, we are picking right in the middle. Uh, pick Stone six. worst. Yeah. Okay, I don't like this. Daily Rojo is is this you, Karine? Are you in this? Uh, no, no, he's. I've seen that guy in some of these. Okay, and, uh, and our boy Eric Belair. Eric Belair. Eric is always in my drafts. Love to see it. Uh, I recognize a couple of these names. John Boy Beat sounds familiar. Um, all right, so let's talk strategy at pick six. Obviously, this is. Wait, Pat, is that you, really, Daily Rojo? Goodness. Um, if it, it, it it might be him, but if so, then that means I've been in a couple others with Pat, which is whatever. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk through this six slot. Uh, pretty gross Kelsey. spot. Yeah. So do you do you do Kelsey over Michael Thomas if he's there? Um, in a twelve team, I would take Michael Thomas. In this, I think we're taking Kelsey for sure. To to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. I. Uh, I'm big on getting one of the elite tight ends. Uh, I don't really mind if that is Kelsey Kittle or Andrews. The um, I have so much Andrews that I actually kind of want to diversify a little bit. The reason it's hard to get off Andrews is because he's so uh, palatable as a, you know, a cost Have you, because I've been seeing him like late third, even mid fourth in some of these. I mean, in this theoretically, we could take Derrick Henry six. We could take Lamar Jackson in the second round, Mark Andrews in the third, and that would be close to all of their ADP. Yeah. Yeah. This will, this will be interesting. I feel like it, it's very uh, draft dependent. If this is Pat at the four hole, it'll be interesting to see what he does. The other kind of big decision point in this range is just where you end up standing on Dalvin cook because he could be there as well. I think we take Dalvin cook if he's there. I, I don't, I, he's not going to hold out and the season's not happening anyway. So the, uh, the decisions we're making here are very whatever anyway. Yeah. Do we, yeah. do we avoid that negativity on this program? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, we're going to try to be positive today. It's a Sunday afternoon. You know, we, uh, we're all defanged, you know, when we congregate midweek, you know, tensions are running high. We're all ready to kill each other, but I'm feeling pretty chill on this Sunday. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had, we had some good golf on TV. I just, I just hit some balls at the range. You know, we're, we're just, we're hanging out. What was that? How did, who, who ended up winning the golf? Colin Morikawa, just uh, n- no fear, no fear from the young man. Was he a betting fave? Uh, I think he was like 30 to one or something like that. He made like 22 of the first 23 cuts of his pro career. The slappies love him though. Like he's like, he's kind of like the Derrick Henry of, uh, of PGA <laughs> DFS. The slappies love Colin Morikawa. Yeah. Yep. Uh, slappies is a good term. I, uh, is that come from golf Twitter? No, that comes from angry DFS Slack chats of people being mad when fish win. When the when the fish win, they're slappies. Like that's a slappy pick. Yeah. Okay. So Pat goes Kamara. 
we are one away. So we will definitely have one of, okay, Cook goes. So it's it's down to our MT or Kelsey decision. Kelsey, Kelsey for me, but. No, I like it. I don't have yeah. a ton of Kelsey. I don't have him in any of these, so let's do it. Um, I like getting that elite tight end. And like you said, it doesn't prevent us from grabbing another tight end as well if we feel like it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should take three tight ends and three quarterbacks in this, um, like almost universally. So do you think you, so even like if you started Kelsey Kittle, I don't necessarily know if, if you, you, took, if you took Kittle, then maybe not. But if you take Tyler Higby, I still think you should take a third tight end. <laughs> yeah. Well, Higby's like half of a tight end. So you need to get another but half. Is he though? I don't know. I, I, I took Higby in the Scott Fishbowl. And now I've been like in this weird um, loophole of like trying to convince myself that he's good now. The, the disparity of how people view him, like you've seen the screenshots, right? From the FBG boards where he's gone in the third round. Yes. Yeah. And then, crazy. And, and then in the, in the uh, Scott fishbowl, it was like after all of, you know, Twitter kind of like beat it up that discussion. Then all of a sudden he was a huge value. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things where, where literally anyone who says that they know, like, doesn't know. Cause like it, it's all down to an organizational decision with Sean McVay. Like, are they going to play more 12 personnel or are they going to play Josh Reynolds a shit ton? And no one knows. Yeah, I want to draft a player that is named Darren Higby, and I get first half production from Darren Waller and second half from Tyler Higby. That's a that's the number one overall tight end right there. I can't I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> Waller Waller is a dude I feel pretty pretty comfortable with the fade on to to be to be one hundred. I I don't I don't think I'm going to get burnt on not playing that on not um not drafting a ton of that guy. Yeah, I need I need a round round and a half discount on him to even consider it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and again, there's just that's where Waller's being drafted. There's so many good wide receivers in that range too. It's just really hard to pull the trigger there. I like Belair's uh, draft here at the turn. Tyree Kill Kittle, uh, very nice there. So we're two picks away here. Uh, it does seem like depending what XM does here. Um, you have been seeing Miles Sanders go a lot earlier. What do you think about Miles here? Oh yeah, that's who he's on the board for us here. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. I mean, I I think he's in consideration where we picked at six. That, that's so. where I've been seeing him go. So I was actually kind of surprised. I think uh, even though I normally don't go tight end running back, I think this one makes sense. Pretty pretty off brand to start, but um, I mean, I I of course love getting the um you you love to get a running back in the first two rounds that you like because then you can just feel fine like you're like whatever i'll ignore this position until round eight and you're you're pretty fine with that and that's the thing about sanders is i this is a this is a fair price in my opinion after mixing goes after chubb after julio but it's when guys have been drafting him at the 105 106 where it's like okay all the upside is priced out yeah i mean he he just straight up at that point he's got to be the man and if he's not the man then uh like if you're getting if you're getting a 50 50 with him in boston scott you're just like you've you've cucked yourself i uh speaking of cucking yourself with this eagles backfield i uh i did acquire miles sanders in a dynasty trade earlier this off season and i started to get a little spooked about boston scott so i made a trade to get boston scott oh super my gosh i got i gave up Mariota and Superflex straight up for boston scott have I, so you I just, simp? you went, you went like full, like that's like a counselor strategy. <laughs> be like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get the whole backfield. 
<laughs> the thing is, is I like uh, I like Boston Scott in a vacuum, and then I was like, I I also want to insulate myself uh, from Miles Sanders if he goes down. Um, cause I'm less worried, you know, I'm not trying to win a 1000 person dynasty tournament. It's just a 12 teamer. So I don't mind raising my floor. Um, and I, uh, I, so this is, this is a take I have. I actually think there's a chance that it could be op like not optimal, but like a fine strategy at equilibrium to have entire handcuff backfields in best ball. I think it, I think it really limits your upside in, you know, regular 12 team leagues or whatever, but I, I think it's kind of fine in best ball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't in the 12 teamers. It's it's not something I'm interested in going out of my way to do in this big one. Uh, what do you think about going Mahomes Davis? Should we do it? Yeah. I mean, we have Kelsey. I, what didn't we, didn't we kind of think that was roughly the plan? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, I mean, there's a lot of wide receivers we like, but we're going to just be able to hammer wide receivers after this. Yeah. So we take, we take Mahomes, and then, um, you know, for everyone watching this, obviously we're going to be looking at McCole Hardman in like round nine to, uh, to get the double. Come on, Davis. We got to at least, you know, not telegraph it that much. The people, the, they, they did, they demand, they deserve the right to know. Yeah. Well, the people also reserve the right to know that then we will reach for Sammy Watkins by four rounds. If we don't get McCole Hardman. Imagine, (laughs) imagine being in the Scott fishbowl, taking Patrick Mahomes with your first round pick and, and the only way to loop to, uh, to close your loop is with Sammy Watkins. Oh my goodness. See, that's, that's what we call stacking gone bad. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the worst um, EV picks I think I've ever made. <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta be, cl- I got, I bet let's, you know what? We should go look. I'm going to go look on the Scott Fishbowl app right now and see if I was the first person to t- like the earliest person. to. Take yeah. It. You, you have to be up there. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's check in on Pat's team here. Uh, what is, what is daily Roja done? Kamara, CEH and DJ Moore. We'll very very high T start from Pat. Yeah, Pat, man, he's just he's a zero RB guy until you know the money is on the line. It's, and it's like it's starting. like Leone. It's like Leone is a zero RB guy until we start getting in drafts, and then he's like, well, "You got to get a running back, dude." <laughs> I know. Well, the FFPC settings really mess with your head because it, it really messes with your head in that because you're like, "What? I'm going to pay seventeen hundred dollars for a team and then have Naheem Hines is like starting at running back? Like, I can't do that." Yeah. Um, okay, here, Davis, we're up in two picks. Definitely some wide receivers I like here. Uh, where where are you? Are we doing uh, A.J. Brown or Ridley? Um, easier to close a stack with A.J. Brown. Tannehill, Tannehill goes like four rounds after Matt Ryan. Yeah, let's do it. And, uh, and, and Jonu goes in like the 11th round too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's it's hot wide receiver summer, and a big part of that is just drafting A.J. Brown every chance you get. You know it. So, of course, Ridley goes right after us. Pat gets uh, Mark Andrews in the fourth, which is, uh, of course, very nice. Let's check in on Belair's lineup. Uh, I forget what he did there at the turn. Eric oh. Lokey, pretty good at fantasy. He is. He knows what he's doing there. Juju, A-Rob, Hill, and George Kittle. Very nice start. Oh, God, I forget this every time. Go to the grid view, Peter. Um, Okay, let's see here. Paid crisis actor takes Waller over Andrews. Wow, yeah, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. <laughs> wow. That, it, it is, that is my burner account, Peter50531. I get into every draft. I kind of jade and tanner it just to you know help my teams. Um, okay. 
So we are going to continue to hammer wide receiver here. Is there anything that could even possibly get you off of another wide receiver? Ertz? Um, if James Conner was there. He I is. Would take, I would take James Conner in the fifth. And I'm getting squeezed on James Conner from both you and Pat. I feel like I'm having to put up the defense on both Dude, sides. We are, we are not afraid of we are not afraid of Benny Snell. What, what's our what's our running back situation? Give me give me the scroll down. We got Gurley, Connor, Lev, Gordon. Yeah, Carson. I take I take it, I take uh, Carson or Connor here. I think that's my that's my that's my inner high T speaking. I will say though, between although Pat took two, but between Pat, myself, Eric, I feel like the uh, um, I don't know the ethos of this draft room is pretty wide receiver heavy. I feel like these running backs are off the board earlier in a lot of drafts. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's probably fair. Uh, and and you know also the kinds of people that are drafting best ball drafts in July are going to be the kinds of people that understand the upside in loading up on wide receivers in a, a format where you just get to pick the best scores. Yeah. Uh, we go in is asking for a shorter clock. I think we just have to be the change that we want to see in the world. Uh, thank you for taking James Connor J line. I love you so uh, much. I mean, I I'll stand for Carson here too, though. We hit in shark, right? Or yeah, do you I can't, say, I can't say no to shark. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. That's a I good like, start. This is a sick team. And those are those are the hidden the hidden upside in taking guys like Shark, like Brown, like Thielen. Um, even Odell Beckham is the cheap cost of their stack completers. Yeah. Yep. The yeah, Tannehill, Minshew. And secret, LaVisca Chenault is like hidden in this app. He's like <laughs> way, way, way down. So his ADP is like 30 spots lower on this app specifically compared to every other fantasy football format out there. Yeah, it, that generally would be very true, but we're in a draft that's filled with Chenault truthers. He'll probably go in the twelfth round. <laughs> I like, I can't believe that. Like, I've been thinking about this the other day. Pat said that Chenault might end up being one of the all-time draft values, and there's like a real chance that he doesn't beat out Chris Conley day one. So oh. it's just like, well, it's just like it's like I like to believe it, and and I like I tend to sway Pat's direction on most things, but like a lot of that is projecting Chenault to beat out capable NFL wide receivers and also be like potentially the goal line back for them. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about Chanel, there's certainly risk and unknowns, but it's just, if you, from a 10,000 foot overview of where he was drafted with his prospect profile, the situation he's going into where he was going in rookie drafts and now in season long drafts is just not reflective of that profile. Correct. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, like, for example, I think there is a a huge gap between perception of Chenault and Rager, and I don't I, I think they're super similar. And think about this. People in these season-long drafts have been more willing to draft Ayuk earlier, you know, 13th round, you know, coming off, they're being a little aggressive. I mean, Chenault was already in the situation that Ayuk inherited after Debo got hurt. Yes. Yeah, correct. I mean, Chenault... Theoretically, the target tree in Jacksonville should be Shark, Chenault, and then it's like because they because because Westbrook is, I mean, he was a guy I really liked, but it's just like he's going to be a guy who can't stay healthy and kind of just is like a, a a bit player for a lot of his NFL career. Conley Conley is like nine routes only. Tyler Eifert is 
you know, really he's not even healthy. And, oh, we're on the we're on the clock here. Yeah, who's I have a guy here. Who's yours? What? Show me the running backs, though. Oh God, that's the question I never want to hear. Show me the running backs. So I think I think Acres and Hunt are fine here. What wide receiver do you want? Diggs? I, I like Diggs. And and the stack potential still there too. If I was drafting this one, I would take Acres, but I'm cool with Diggs here. I, I I'll give you no. I, I want to um, skew to the guest. Um, I'll, I'll I'll do Acres. I don't have any shares of him here. Yeah. Okay. I I actually. He actually goes a little bit earlier than this and the ones that I've done. So I don't have him yet in this either. Okay. We can mess with that for sure. Um, I would say now though, we are, we're probably hammering wide receiver for two or three picks again, as of course, daily Rojo, the snake in the grass scoops up digs from out from underneath us. You guys are just, you guys are just so dedicated to Sean that like, you could never not want to, you could never not want to um, tout digs here. <laughs> It's true. Pat, we have similar construction. One tight end. Oh, you don't have a quarterback. You have three wide receivers. We have two wide receivers and two running backs. Well, another thing about not taking a wide receiver there is we have a we have a wide receiver earmarked here at, at eight or nine that we are planning on filling. Yes, our uh, our chips are on the table on that one. We have already revealed our strategy here. Let's see some of these other teams. Pretty. Well, high. You know what? I, I revealed my entire strategy to everyone in my Scott Fishbowl league uh, in terms of what I was going to do at running back. And then they, they left me all the guys I wanted. I, I literally, I went, I went four for four of my queue, not getting picked on Boston Scott, Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Darrington Evans. They like, they were all just there. Yeah. Cole, Cole Beasley went ahead of all four of those guys. <laughs> that is when zero RB goes right. When all of those guys are scrambling to fill out their wide receiver depth with just absolute scrubs. And you're picking up like high upside rookie running backs. Ev- Evans could like low key be one of the guys who breaks fantasy football. Like he could be like the league winner. Cause he's like, well, he's like a good running back, but that it's not like they're going to turn into a pass heavy team. If Derrick Henry sprains his ankle, like it's, it's like Darrington Evans is going to get fed because yeah. they don't even have, the the what David Fluellen is the third running like they don't even have another guy who you could be like oh that guy will play passing downs like it's just Aaronton Evans yeah this is an interesting thing so uh, we've been checking in on Eric's and Pat's draft every other team has three running backs except Pat at two us at two and Eric at one uh, otherwise the drafts are uh, as expected a little more these are these are these are uh, high T drafts for sure. This is a pretty bad run here with some good wide receivers going off the board. Fuller, Boyd. Yeah, Gallup going there is a dagger. Let's see here. I, okay, Marquise Brown goes. Um, here's Ugh. here's the wide receivers. Where, where are you leaning? Um, I think I, I, I lean Kirk there. Me too. But that's 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 a pretty big reach. What What's tight end look like? Tight end is... Evan Ingram's still there. Yeah, see, like I, I think I prefer Ingram. Like Ingram's healthy upside to Christian Kirk, and and that's a thirty pick ADP difference. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Ingram, that again now with running backs and wide. We're going to continue to have to kind of hammer wide receivers, but we've really taken care. Yeah, but you of also kind of have to take what the room gives you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't you can't be taking you can't be taking Darius Slayton in the seventh round just because of like your structural philosophy. But the structure, it's all I have, Davis. I've never <laughs> I've never watched a second of game film in my life. The structure <laughs> is all I have. Well, you know. 
Yeah, Josh says if it was the randomizer, the snakes would take all your picks. It is true. I get snaked more when I'm trying to draft bad than when I'm actually trying to win ten thousand dollars. Who did who did um TJ take when he had to draft a player suspended for weed? Oh my goodness. I don't know if that prompt came up or not. Oh dude. That was such a good that was such a good and on brand prompt. It was. It was. I know I've I've started to get a little more manipulative with the randomizer uh in that like i'll add the really good prompts like multiple times to to boost the odds of uh of getting them um a little behind the scenes for how that randomizer sausage gets made um kyler murray goes off the board here in the late seventh did he get a stack nope just getting him eric Eric belair now is uh hammering some of these mid running backs carson geis jones and uh, Pat is right. Imagine fully. drafting Darius Geis, bro. <laughs> okay, Dak Prescott goes, we are back. Kirk we did goes. lose Kirk. Um, where are you at here? I think we just take Hardman. Like, yeah. I know I know, it feels gross to, like, scroll and, like, take him over these other dudes, but I, we, we got we got to do it. I think we got to wait one more, Davis. So what, you want to take Landry? He, so we're at pick 75, and he has an ADP of 121. Okay, yeah, let's take Landry. Okay. There you go, Pat. Another share of Landry. Uh, here we go, the squad. Mahomes, Sanders, Akers, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, Landry, Kelsey, Ingram. This this team's pretty rocked up. Yeah, this is solid. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like this start quite a bit. This is my yeah. first my first Mahomes team. We got the we have Kelsey. And, and look, we filled out our starting lineup. And then, you know, at the end of the day, that's really that's like when you're going into a fantasy draft and you get through your first eight picks, what you're really trying to do is is um get the starting lineup filled out, Pete. Yeah, you just want to feel, oh my God, Pat did a Higby. He just can't help himself. <laughs> like I wonder, I wonder what like the um the historical math on the Higby breakout is. Like, is he the first ever fifth year tight end breakout? But like Pat's telling us Kasiki's like drawing dead because he he only kind of broke out as a second year player. The thing is, is Pat really hasn't experienced Gasecki in the flesh like we have, so we do have to kind of cut yeah. some slack. I mean, Devontae Parker was like impressive to as like a as like a giant giant man, but Gasicki was something else. He was. He was like he was like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, and the the image that Davis and I have is we were waiting to meet Laird after the game, and so we're in this kind of tent where all the players get to meet with friends and family, and so Gasecki's family got there, and they're all like just six two or taller, every single one of them. It was it was unreal. It, it was like it was like a, a family of ants. Yeah, they're just like this Viking family that we're all like cuddling <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, and that's really, I think that shows Pat's inexperience and his, his unwillingness to really scout the game, you yeah. know? Yes. Yes. Uh, the boots on the ground were in, were in full effect, uh, on that day. Um, Igan LaFire, I can't tell me, how do I pronounce your name? Igan LaFire says Watson Fuller stack. Igan LaFire, like Jerome Aginla. Oh, see. Okay. I think. Oh yeah. Calgary flames. That's gotta be it. Yeah, so that Fuller Watson stack, uh, and he grabs he grabs Cooks pretty early as well. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he went three picks in a row to lock up that stack. I'm trying to see any other interesting teams here. OSU kid, uh, Zeke Eckler, Swift. Man, I don't know what to do with Swift. Man, 
I he's he's the rookie running back that I feel most comfortable fading. Yeah, me too. Well, because not only does he have to compete with, um, carry on Johnson, but like he'll lose some passing downs to, uh, Huntley and or Ty Johnson. Yeah. They drafted a running back in the fifth round after they took Swift. Yeah, that does not bode well. All right, Hardman falls. I'll give it to you. Him, give it to him here. Yeah. At the end of the day, bro, it's it's about like the stack. The stacks in a, in a format where we literally care about nothing other than getting first place. The stacks are more important. Yeah. And we got someone in the chat just screaming Keyshawn Vaughn. Every one of his posts is just Vaughn, Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean, uh, I guess one of us could uh, take him. Uh, we got to see here though. I don't know if he really fits our build so far. So, okay. Let's think about the quarterbacks that we want and look at where they go. Uh, Daniel Jones. Cause we could probably get Sterling Shepard and double it. Minshew late and Tannehill late. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on that group? Yeah. I mean, my only thought has been just prioritizing the higher investment, you know, like if we, if we take AJ Brown, oh, as our, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes so sense. like Tannehill and Minshew, but that said, I don't, I mean, we could do the old, uh, I don't mind that double with, with Ingram too. Right. Because Ingram is kind of a make or break pick, right? If he stays healthy. Yeah. He's hurt. yeah. Right. So what do we, we think Sterling Shepard or Slayton here or no, I mean, I would say, okay. Oh, yeah. Or take Daniel Jones here. So Daniel Jones has an ADP of one fourteen, So he could potentially come back. Um, we're not doing any of these running backs. Um, the, yeah, Slayton. So we'd have to be Slayton first. Oh, so, oh, or Shepard. Yeah, I mean, I prefer Shepard, but I think everyone in the world likes Slayton more. I would prefer not to reach for one of those. Like, I'd rather lock up Daniel Jones, and then if you get one of those guys, yeah, yeah, worth it. yeah. It's and Daniel Jones is like the quintessential upside guy too. Yeah, let's Daniel do it. Jones, I think. How often? Everyone stacks. How often do you get the double stack with the tight ends? That's pretty unique. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the one of the ways that you can draft in these to try and be a little unique, like a little bit more unique, is try and build your stack with the tight end as opposed to the uh, the wide receiver. Yeah, and you can. Uh, the nice thing about these stacks is, you know, both Kelsey and Ingram, their legitimate paths to them being the number one target hog on their teams. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey probably will. Kelsey will, be, will probably yeah. lead the the Chiefs and targets. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, we got team one in the chat. I'm team one. My first tournament draft go easy on me. No, dude, we liked your, uh, yeah, he got the double, he got the double stack. He, you're going to be a little thin at tight end, but yeah, I I like that team. And And, he uh, even, he can even take Brady here too. Yeah, he could. Yeah. With, with Godwin, that would be a good, a good pairing. And I'm, I am glad we grabbed Daniel Jones here because we just saw wins go. We saw Stafford, Matt Ryan goes, John boy beats doesn't have a quarterback here. I bet he grabs one. Um, so I think the, the Jones call there was, was the right play. Daniel Jones, baby. And, uh, and our team is, it is pretty balanced here. Uh, I think we can probably maybe start to look at, um, running back and wide receiver again. Yeah, I mean, I know it's blasphemy, but I don't think Brita would be the worst. I I like Brita. Pat doesn't like Brita, so whenever I'm away from him, I got to get as many shares as I mean, possible. What is? How could I? Here's the thing: Jordan Howard is going to take the first carry for the Dolphins in Week One. Guaranteed. I would I would take the I would take the under on him, at like 
first week he doesn't have the first carry is like week four, I think. It's just Jordan, Jordan Howard is like, he's going to show up. He's going to seem good in practice. Everything like that's fine. But uh, he just he just doesn't make enough difference in games. Yeah, and, and this is what I'll say. I think, uh, see, this is how Pat tries to get back in our good graces, uh, saying Laird's going to steal the passwork. I mean, how yeah. can we argue with that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, won't, I won't argue with it. Well, the thing, my thought is, I think all of the Dolphins running backs are pretty intriguing at cost. They were in full-on evaluation mode last year. I feel like they're going to be in evaluation mode again at the beginning of this year. And I, I mean, we we everyone knows that Brita is a is an incredible talent uh, and has that breakaway speed and the profile to really put up massive fantasy weeks. So that's just the bet I want to make when I'm uh, choosing between Dolphins running backs that aren't named Patrick Laird. Like literally taking Jordan Howard over Matt Breida in fantasy sports goes against everything I believe in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. He, Ooh. So uh, let's see. John boy beats playing chicken with quarterback. And I like, uh, not, not good in this format, by the way, I, I feel pretty strongly about that. Yeah. But I like a uh, Jaybrook getting another stack there with the Brady Gronk turn. Shepard Shepard goes. So we're sweating out Slayton here. Yeah. Let's see where. Oh yeah, so so our our boy he goes he goes he grabs Brady then he grabs Gronk, uh, the Brady the Brady Gronk stack by the way, I mean it, it could just be like that could be like fourteen touchdowns you know what I mean, it definitely like could it, be. like if that works out it's just gonna be one of those like why didn't we do that yeah let's take Slayton here let's do Slayton um now we have two double stacks uh and they're all like. Dude, I kind of like this team because Slayton and Hardman and Ingram, like those are some of the most fragile high upside picks you can make. Of course, obvious caveat here that, um, you know, everyone loves their team in a 10 team league. Like that's the point. But we're getting, uh, but we're getting yeah, I mean, palatable price points. That's, uh, yeah, I like, I like having the, I like having the Mahomes sack quite a bit. I mean, not, not really going to be surprised if the Chiefs lead the NFL in points and you know of the of the two combo stacks really wouldn't surprise me if uh kelsey and mahomes end up being the best one i uh, sorry sorry david h we missed we missed Keyshawn Vaughn, bro how does it happen that we have the foremost rojo and the apparently the foremost Keyshawn Vaughn truther in our chat room here all right davis i think we probably need to get our guy brita what do you say um i like i like tevin here too um the either's either's fine with me Let's go Brita. He's got the higher ADP um, sure. and uh, we can, we can see who falls coming back to us. By the way, I'm starting to really come around on Philip Lindsay as a zero RB guy, because if I'm, if I'm going to be of the, of the, the mindset that I'm not interested in drafting Melvin Gordon, which I'm not, uh, you know, I, I think, I think you got to be in on Lindsay. Who's just done nothing but produce in his NFL career. Yeah, like if there, I, I have zero, zero doubt in my mind that Philip Lindsay is really, really damn good at football. Yes, yeah, and I have, I actually, I have like plenty of doubts on if Melvin Gordon is still good. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or was ever good to be to be one hundred. I mean, it is one of the reasons Lindsay is such a good pick is uh, I I legitimately think he could just win the starting job in camp. outright, just just play better and and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's done away with with he he beat out Booker, he beat out Freeman, who they you know they spent like Royce Freeman is is a total afterthought, and they spent a third round pick on him. 
Yeah. My guess uh, when Sean ends up doing his zero RB uh, top guys, I, I'm going to guess he might end up having like a rookie like uh, that sneaks in there, but I would bet Philip Lindsay's in the top three candidates. Yeah, he was uh, when I did when I did my list. Um, he was in there. He was in there for sure. Well, we just talked him up way too much at the point he was not going to make it back to us. He goes there at pick one nineteen. Oh, his ADP is like ninety eight. So, I mean, structurally, with two quarterbacks, three running backs, two tight ends, two, four, five wide receivers, we can really kind of do whatever, whatever we want here. Yeah, I think we take what what's our upcoming pick like overall one twenty six. So I think we go running back Tannehill should be our plan. And then our backup third stack option is, is Minshew. Yeah. That's the thing. You guys can try to snipe us, but we got stacks on stacks on stacks. So you can't, you can't theoretically take them all. Uh, did Baker Mayfield go? Yeah, no, we have the Baker stack too, if we want it. Um, I'm not as big on that Landry Mayfield stack. Cause I think it's like obviously less touchdown heavy, but it's also fine. All right, we got Goddard off the board, some zero. This is a big yeah. zero RB run going here. So I think we go, oh, what, Tevin? Yeah. Uh, so let, let's see the running backs. So I do like Zach Moss. I know you're not as into him. Um, yeah, I prefer Henderson, but it's fine. Uh, Ma- Moss or Pollard for me? Yeah, so Pollard's gone. Pat took okay. Pollard. I say we do Moss, and then we can Moss, get Tanny yeah. here coming back because it is a little bit of a teardrop uh, to these next zero RB guys. I agree. This was a brutal run right here. This is this is like what happened in every Scott. Like once um once Alexander Madison goes, he is the he is the flagpole the flagpole for you got all the zero IB guys go like bot like then then Boston Scott then um Tony Pollard then Chase Edmonds. Interesting to me that Tevin Coleman has not seen a massive jump in ADP after this Mostert thing. Yeah. Here's a question for you from the chat. How do you guys feel about Njoku with the final pick? You think he gets I, his trade wish? I just took him in the one I did. I, I did one while I was practicing putting at the golf course earlier. <laughs> I was doing one of these and I took Njoku with my last pick. I Davis, every single story you tell Im- involves just um, doing something else. Some incredible feat of multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, I was doing this thing and I was doing this other thing also. Yeah, yeah. well. What can you do? This would be a this would be a real dagger. Yeah. Okay. We take Tannehill here. I think. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, the ADP lines up. Uh, lines is, up is with Janu our on the board as well, or has he been selected? Janu is looks like he's gone, unless I missed it uh, in my these ranks. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I see him. He just he just oh, went there he just at one thirteen. Yeah. Let's see. Are there any? Uh, <laughs> is is Corey Davis just done? I mean, is he dead? Uh, you know, there are some people out there that are, you know, still in on him. I'm, I'm not one of those people, but I see why a reasonable person could be like, look, you know, sometimes it takes these guys five years to break out. Yeah. All right. Let's check in on Pat and Eric's teams. Daily Rojo. He's got his Josh Allen and Diggs and, oh, and he got the John Brown. He's got the Teddy and DJ Moore. Uh, he's still, uh, started to build out his running backs, Pollard, Scott and Mark Andrews and Higby. It's very solid squad and good for him. I mean, Eric, he's got Wentz who he stacked up with Ertz. He's got Garoppolo. Oh, he did the same thing with us. The, the double tight end stack. 
Um, very nice. Big fan. Right when, right when I thought we had just come up with a unique thing of double stacking your tight ends, Belair is hot on our heels with the same strat. Well, you know, he's a he's a, a big fan of the show, Eric Belair is. Eric Belair. See, what happens, Eric, is uh, between you, me, Pat, Davis, like we're all forming this collective hive mind, which means we're all going to go down together, which will be a nice feeling. Well, I mean, it is... I, I will say the massive proliferation of people realizing that you should be stacking is it's like cl- clearly not good for the game. <laughs> it's like, it, you don't you don't, you don't want that to be a thing. I, I mean, it took like, again, it, it made so much sense to me in DFS, but I never was really prioritizing it in season long other than like the draft championship, you know, last year where I completely understood it. But I, even in these FFPC leagues, I'm now thinking about it much more. Yeah. I mean, you like at the very least you'd like to have, if you are, especially if you're taking Dak, if you're taking Kyler, if you're taking Deshaun Watson, I think you should pretty heavily plan B glaze. He was the, he was the take cast winner of the, of the spot in the Scott fish. Oh, nice. Congrats. Yeah. Um, Um, We're good on, quarterback right um yeah we have three so we can hammer so we got some of these zero rb guys uh getting a little thin there we also got henderson for me you want to go henderson yeah i i uh i've been mike clay just has kind of been making this point that like why are we why are we why are we just doing the same thing with cam makers that we did with Daryl Henderson last year, which is overdraft overdraft oh. the, the, the rookie and, and underdraft the bet. But I just realized we already have acres and I just drafted him. That's fine, dude. I was just talking about that being like a relatively decent strategy. Yeah. But I still just feel like when you're doing that, you're capping your upside. Cause you want one of those things to hit. And then if it does, you want to free that pickup to try to hit on something else. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that like there's there's certainly this idea that you know you have to hit on you have to hit on every roster spot in one of these leagues to win, and I I don't think that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, I mean the thing is is you I you definitely do not want to reach for a handcuff. I mean Henderson had already dropped it looked like twenty spots based on his ADP. So right and. The thing that actually concerns me the most, and I know it concerns Pat about Acres, is just how little that the Rams threw, threw to the running back position, which is just weird. Uh, I and so I just don't know if we can expect that to change or not. Well, I mean, I, I personally, I think it's pretty. Like, I think you can see that that was definitely a, or you could explain it as part of the function of just Gurley's knees were so done. Like Gurley was just not healthy enough to yeah. to make the lateral movements needed to catch passes. I think we should draft um, a rookie wide receiver. What do you think? We're in the 16th round. So we're, yeah, I mean, I, I'm team Chenault, you know, and, and that means Pat doesn't get him. Exactly. I don't even care if we were having to reach. Uh, I just don't want Pat to get him. I mean, what are in a ten-team league after round fifteen? There are zero reaches. You just take take guys that you like. Yeah, although it's like we do have the three quarterbacks all stacked up, but we do also now have both of the Jags pass catchers as well. Without without Minshew, yeah, maybe that's not great. What's our what's uh what's the tight end queue look like? 
Tight end is getting pretty depleted. Oh, we got to take, we got to take Everett. Yeah. So we are down to two tight ends. Um, running back situations, pretty damn good. Uh, we probably want to fill out uh, with a couple more wide receiver dart throws, but yeah, a third tight end would be good as well. I think, I think optimal filling out of your roster in this format is three quarterbacks, three tight ends, six running backs, seven wide receivers or eight wide receivers. We got the Hassan stamp of approval. He's digging the squad. And I'm just mad at Hassan ever since he told me that taking Blake Jarwin in the football guys players championship was bad. Cause he just doesn't understand. <laughs> doesn't hey, Hassan is all about tough love. You know, he will build you up when you did good, and he will also tell you when you fucked up, and we need that in our lives. I, I will say one of the greatest th- – one of the things I love about the fact that these are 10 teams and there's only only 200 players goes is every time you leave a draft, you're like, dude, I freaking crushed it. <laughs> Look at these triple stacks. I got Mahomes. I got Kelsey. Like, this is the team that's going to win the 10K. Like, it, it is that, – that is a great thing about this format for sure. It makes me think of – I should do as a bit like a screenshot victory laps from 10-team home league drafts of just like, <laughs> look at what I came out with in this. <laughs> that's um, that's a good bit. That's a good bit. Uh, would, would, uh, would tune in. There we go. We get our boy. You, okay, Everett. See, this is good because I like Everett, you like Everett, and Pat doesn't. So when I'm away from Pat, I can draft all of these well, players. Just, what is what is there to not like about Everett? Like 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 theoretically, the opportunity is very similar for him relative to what it would be for Tyler Higby. Yep, I I agree. But you know, Pat is uh, I like to call him the recency bias king. He watches the last six games of the season, and then nothing else happened. Um, like Gerald Everett has had productive scratches in his career. What changes would you guys like to see in the next drafters tourney? Um, I wouldn't, I think the price point's good. I would like a, a flatter payout structure and a shorter clock. Uh, what about you, Davis? Um, I mean like 12 teams would be interesting. I think like, I got, I don't think that's like a huge sticking point, but that's something that people have said to me on Twitter. Uh, I would like a, I would like a one dollar tournament so I could just set my rankings and let it draft, you know. Like I, I would be I would be in on that because then I could just draft like 150 teams and and just kind of as a test of how my rankings do over the course of a season. I think that would be interesting, dude. Um, that actually, yeah. how is there not? I know you can you know do it automatically off of a list, but how is there not a best ball optimizer where you could put in like some uh, a structural right. decision tree to fill out certain positional requirements like like on pi- like Pio Solver, but for fantasy football that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I would. Um, Burnzone says, "Do you hang your draft grid on your fridge?" Also, of course, always. Uh, my entire fridge is filled with printed out Yahoo grades. Why is it 10 when other drafters' best balls are 12? My guess is they were just trying to... Stressing about it, filling. Yeah, stressing and being able to get as many of these drafts going as possible. All right, uh, Davis, I believe we want a wide receiver here. Uh, I don't mind Perriman. You don't want want to get a six running back? Um... I, none of these guys are looking at there's, like if re- you scroll a little bit there sometimes there's like a there's like a hidden group of guys but yeah I don't feel I mean Mike Boone maybe Justin well Justin Jackson Justin Jackson or James Washington would be my preferred yeah I think we can wait on those guys I mean to me I think Perriman and Lazard are good uh deep flyers do you have a lean on one of them 
I would take Perryman just because I like Lazard could just not play anymore. Yeah, I don't mind. Lazard could lose snaps to Josiah Deguera. That's true. Um, there have been there have been Packers fans in my mentions, by the way, who swear Equinemius St. Brown is gonna be is gonna be that guy this year and not Lazard. Really? Forgot Equinemius St. Brown even existed. I thought Rogers canceled ESB. Is everyone no, Rogers Rogers canceled Rogers canceled MVS. Okay, well, it's hard to keep track of. He's canceled a lot of wide receivers. I mean, MVS, like, all he ever did was just bail Aaron's ass out every time he was on the field. And then he, like, he, like, under, like, Aaron Rodgers overthrew him once. And, like, that was it. God, this is the best question I've ever heard. Yes. Yes, I'm still selling man's coins. DM me. I need to get rid of these things. Yes, yes, yes. Why have you never, why have you never sent me a man's coin? I haven't. I'll, I'll rectify that. Set DM me your address and I'll send it in this next batch. Um, okay, so we're down to the final two picks here. So positionally, I think we're what? One wide receiver and one running back? Yeah. So that would get us up to eight wide receivers. It would get us up to six running backs, three QBs, and three tight ends. That seems about right. Yeah. I would be I would be on board with that. So uh, sorry. Say again. You were talking about the running backs that you like. Uh, I just said the guy I liked. Now I forget it. We did you say oh, Justin? Should we Jack? take Laird? Should we take Laird for the brand? Probably. Yeah. Let's take Let's take Laird and James Washington. I I I I think my highest owned player across all formats of fantasy football is Laird, followed by Chenault. I think those are the two guys I own the most combination of redraft and dynasty it's got to be it's got to be hardman i think for you yeah because i just was like when once he got drafted by the chiefs last year and you know the the draft the rookie class last year before the season started didn't look like it was like super super strong um so i just like i had like a bunch of like back end of the first round picks where i just was taking a bunch of hardman yeah yeah um you know my thing about hardman you know he's a tough guy to draft and manage leagues but i love him in best ball in best ball dude oh like here's the thing for most players people say that and it's not true for hardman it is it's it is absolutely true like you know you know he's gonna have 800 yards and six touchdowns and you just have no idea when they're coming it's true patty mahomes is gonna make it happen could Mahomes throw for six thousand yards? Um, sure. What's the, what's the per game average of that? I, I don't know. I believe it. Um, okay. What do you see here? Do you want to double stack Tannehill with Corey Davis? Uh, is there a running back you like here? I'm on the. I mean, I you know, you know, I will, I will, I will double stack. Okay. Should we? Should we get that double stack? Let's just keep it rolling. Yeah, dude, let's just do it. Let's just, let's just, like, who cares? What's the actual difference between James Washington and Corey Davis? Like, not that much. 375 a game. That is completely plausible. Like, dude, he could, like, if, if, if they were just like, we are not running on first down, we don't care. All we care about is, is scoring points. And they didn't let up when they were beating teams. He could, it's, it is completely doable. There you go. What odds do you think if I tweet this out, what odds do you think someone on Twitter would give me of him doing it in his career? Oh man. I just, uh, 
I would just say avoid that because you're going to just find yourself into some bad back and forth with some like DFS um, player that has 4,000 <laughs> followers that uh, is going to argue with you. And he's going to be like, all right, I'll give you even money for his whole career. And if you <laughs> don't accept it, you're a bitch. Uh, all right, let's check in on some of these teams here. Pat took uh, Ayuk and Lazard, his consolation prize after missing out on Chenault. You know, Benjamin. Oh, he did get Gibson, I think. Did we miss? Man. We, we, we did. We, but he we went did. early. He went early. Oh, you're right. No, he went two picks before us because we would have taken Gibson over Henderson. Yeah, that's another. Gibson, by the way, is like another. Who, I, who drafted him? Did Pat draft him? Yeah. So that's like one where you have to know this, the way this app works because he's hidden down there too. Like Chenault, you have to scroll to get to him. So like the, like, he, his like ADP is 150, but he's list, he's listed after this group of guys with a zero ADP, Wes Hills, Mike Boone. So it's a, it's a secret pick. Yeah, let's take Laird, though. Let's do it. The final pick, Laird and Savior. This is a little uncharacteristic. Uh, we're also handcuffing two sets of our running backs, but we got to do it for the squad, for the brand. I mean, Laird scored the six most fantasy points of any rookie running back last year, bro. Never forget shout it. Out, yeah. Shout out, brother Blair. He had the second most receiving yards of any rookie running back. Shout out PFF for tweeting that out the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Davis, give us the final rundown on this team here. Now that you see it in its, uh, in its full. Um, In my, like in my, my opinion, this is a, this is a good team. This is following the exact structure of what you should be wanting to do. You should want to start with a running back. You should want to stack all of your quarterbacks Probably you should want to double stack all of them. I think did we did we get double stack all three? So we got Corey Davis and AJ Brown. We have Slayton and Evan Ingram, and we have Hardman and Kelsey. Yep. I mean, so that is that is uh, that's textbook. That's by the book. Exactly what you exactly what you want to be doing in uh, a tournament where all that we care about is getting first place. And we even got Miles Sanders in the second round. You know, thought thought we would thought we would be kind of dusted off at running back starting there with a tight end, but getting Miles Sanders is, is pretty big. There you go, guys. I know it's a Sunday, but school has been in session learning from two of the best ball greats, myself and Davis Maddock. I think I'm going to keep doing one of these streams a day until this thing fills. So I'm sure I will fire this like Monday. (laughs) So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Davis, thank you for coming on. Beautiful, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your Sunday guys. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers. I always like to say I like being an actress, but I love being Kristen. So I've prioritized that a little bit more than my, like, desire to spread my wings or prove to people that I can be some dramatic actress. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to heresthething.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.